Back to BetMGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We got all college football polls out, but we know what matters, and that's the odds. National oh, yeah. championship odds, uh, conference winners, none of this preseason top 25 garbage. It's like preseason All-Americans. Especially in, like, basketball when these highly touted freshmen come in and they make Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins first-team All-American. It's all so stupid. What matters, though, is that it's now up to Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, LSU, whoever, to try and knock off Georgia at plus 225, who over the last two years has won back-to-back national titles. And right now, Ryan, I look at them and go, dude, they, they, they're going to be really tough to knock off and not, not allow them to win three straight. Yeah, and the problem, like... For anybody to dethrone Georgia is just you look at the schedule, right? Like the schedule for Georgia, and they have 13 returning starters, but it's just a cupcake schedule. Let's be honest. In the SEC, Stetson Bennett's gone. I think like if they, if you're going to catch Georgia, though, this is the season to do it, right? Because of what they lost. But we said that last year as well, and they still were just as good on the defensive side of the ball. Now you get Carson back. He's going to take over for Stetson Bennett. He played seven games of mop-up duty, so we don't really know what he is, but he did throw for 310 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Kendall Milton's back in the backfield. They do lose Kenny McIntosh, but three of their top four running backs are still there, and it's Georgia. You know they're going to be able to run the ball. Um, McConkey's back. I think he's going to have a breakout season. And Brock Bowers is back at tight end. He's the best player in college football. The only reason he wasn't a top-five pick in last year's draft is because he had to go back, which I think is a stupid rule. It's never going to change, though. Seven starters back on defense, so they actually bring back more on defense this season. Everybody that they lost is pretty much in Philadelphia, starting on the defensive line. Um, If this is, like... If they're ever going to get beat here in the next couple years with these recruiting classes, I do think that this is the year, but it would have to probably be in the playoff because I don't think anybody catches them in the regular season. And you could almost like say the same thing with Alabama. Alabama's biggest question mark coming into the season is what is the play calling going to be or is what's it going to look like? Because Tommy Reese at Notre Dame um, like had the keys to the offense. You don't really get that at, at Alabama. Mm-hmm. You kind of do the same thing every single year. Yeah. It's the Saban system. You know what I mean? And then you lose Bryce Young, you lose Will Anderson, you lose Jameer Gibbs. On the offensive line, you only have two starters back, only 41 career starts. On the defensive side of the ball, you only bring back five starters. I do like the secondary, though. Kool-Aid McKinstry's back. Um, I had to stay away from Alabama. If they do get beat this year, you know, a couple times, I think it's just because of the offensive side of the ball. I don't know what to expect at the quarterback position. I definitely know it should not be Tyler Buckner. I don't know enough about the other two guys. They get a tough road game against A&M. They're home against LSU. They get Tennessee at home. That should be a win this year against Tennessee, but that's a tough schedule. LSU, A&M, and Tennessee Mm -hmm. this year. I could see them getting tripped up twice, and if they get beat twice, they're not getting into the playoff. So the two teams in the SEC, I think, have the same question marks. Offensive side of the ball, quarterback issues. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, Trista, that we had this feel, right? It was like Alabama and everybody else in the SEC. Georgia's crept their way up, and and I would argue at this point now, it's Georgia and then Alabama in the SEC. And you can't really argue that one over the last two years. They've been the national title winners. But then there's also LSU. You know, LSU starting to make their way in there. Yeah. We're going to see we're going to see Oklahoma and Texas there in a the season two. So as you look now at where Alabama is, where we have the you know the NIL deals and we have transfer portal, it's a lot harder for Nick Saban to essentially dominate recruiting because players are leaving Alabama to go other places, or these other programs are poaching and they're getting the talent they need, and they're making it really more of a level playing field with Alabama. 
Yeah, and I think the thing that's interesting about Alabama is it's like Nick Saban, he has this legacy, but it, it's almost a Belichick situation where I don't think it's that much fun playing for Nick Saban. Unless no. you, especially considering that you can't just pencil them in for the national title anymore. If you're a player and you're like, all right, I know if I play for Nick Saban, we're going to be in the national title probably two, at least two out of my three years. Maybe maybe three, right? Maybe we won't win one. But, like, at the end of the day, I know that we're going to be competing for that. And so I'll stick around. I'll go through the pain. I'll go through the abuse. Because Nick Saban is a madman. He doesn't take any moments off. He could win a national title, and the very next day he's thinking about the next one, right? So if I'm a player, would I rather play for Kirby Smart? I would. I would rather play for Kirby Smart. Or... Would you rather play for Brian Kelly? Terrible human being, great football coach, year two. So it's funny because we talked uh, Bama and, you know, we talked Georgia. Yeah. And if I'm betting a team to win the national title, especially, like, just looking at price, looking at schedule, looking at what they return, I would rather look at LSU, who I did play. They're 12-1. to 1. I like LSU, and then we'll talk about Clemson, but you guys already know how I feel about them in the ACC. Um, but I like LSU more than either of those teams. I mean, Georgia, I'm just like plus 225 I'm good with, even with a cupcake mm-hmm. schedule and eight starters coming back on defense. But LSU brings back 15 starters. Jaden Daniels looked like an NFL quarterback last year. Uh, and they get Bama on the road. Okay, but we expect maybe it to be a down year for Bama. And then they get A&M at home. So a pretty easy schedule. I know your non-con game, you start off with Florida State, but they're favored in that game. I expect them to win that game because I, I think Florida State could afford to lose that game, still get into the playoff. If LSU loses that game week one, they might be screwed because then I don't know if you split with Bama and A&M, you're not getting into the playoff. I don't think three losses or two no. losses gets them in. So um, I like Jaden Daniels. 885 rushing yards last year. He also completed 68% of his passes, and he only threw three picks. I really like LSU this season. And like I said, that schedule's not too tough. So I'd rather play them at 12 to 1 than Georgia at plus 225 or Bama at 6 to 1. Yeah, I think the thing that's interesting to me about Georgia and I know that we say this about them, you know, we have said this about them last year with Stetson Bennett, but not just a new qu- quarterback, which fine, Carson Beck's been there 4 years, right? Like it's but is it a new scheme? Like Todd Munkin's gone. Yeah. Todd Munkin is now in Baltimore. Like, what is this new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, probably new scheme, and you've got running back injuries already. Kirby Smart seems to feel fine with it. But there is, like, if we have to poke holes, there's a few holes. Also, you know what? You bring up a good point. Not only with that, what's going on off the field. Like, Kirby went off. And even at Media Day, SEC Media Day, or Media Week now, this is what they were talking about, is they've almost kind of become a little complacent. You know, the the back-to-back champs, we haven't seen this in a while. And, I mean, with Georgia. And, you know, they're kind of feeling themselves a little bit. Also, they've had a lot of off-the-field issues. And you're seeing some more of that stuff happen. So, that's a concern. Like, you know, Florida State was one time Florida State, and Miami was one time Miami, but when, you know, some stuff goes down, you start to worry a little bit. So if this this could be the year that they get knocked off, I'd rather play LSU. Let me ask both of you guys a question. If you're going to the Big Ten, would you rather bet Ohio State 7-1 to or Michigan 8-1? to Don't you guys kind of find it a little crazy that you're getting a better price with uh, Michigan than Ohio State with all they return? You know, I'll be honest with you. I think Ohio State could end up being the best team in the country when this season's all said and done. Ohio State? Like, I know how great Georgia is, and we just talked about that, but it is hard to win three straight. You you have a receiver room that is just 
I mean, it's incredible there. Marvin Harrison Jr. could be like in in if the if the Cardinals had the number one overall pick and wanted to keep Kyler Murray, they could go with Marvin Harrison Jr. and he could be the number one overall pick. Just just to add a weapon to that, like he's that good. As long as Kyle McCord is a solid quarterback, as long as he can get the ball to his weapons, Ohio State just has. An insane amount of talent. Travion Henderson in the backfield, who's back there for another year. It's, I would rather, like, to me, I just don't, tr- I don't know what it is. I just can never trust Michigan. I just can't. You know, mm-hmm. like, the odds are so close there when you look at that on, on both sides. I know, look, I know the hype is real around Michigan this year. I understand how close they got last year. But this has also been a program year after year that's underachieved, where they've talked about firing Harbaugh, where they've talked about moving on. They've, they've We have an underachieving quarterback performance, whatever. Like, go down the list of all the things with Michigan. Ohio State is just more dependable and more consistent for me and just absolutely loaded with talent and I mean, as crazy as this is, with when it's that close, you just I, I just feel like I have to lean Ohio State and completely like I ignore Michigan in this at this point. So their question mark if they get tripped up would probably be the quarterback Kyle McCord, or would you worry about yeah. maybe I don't know maybe the defense. What do you think, just uh, Michigan or Ohio State? Because I actually got a take on this in the Big Ten too. I think what's interesting to me is like it's August sixteenth, and we still don't know who the quarterback is for Ohio State. Ryan Day still undecided. To me. I don't like that. And there was some issues last year with Michigan, and they were going to play both quarterbacks. They're going to run like yeah. he's going to get a few. He's going to get a few series. Cade's going to get a few series. JJ's going to get a few series. They waited like three weeks, four weeks before it was like it's JJ's show, right? And so I don't. I'm, let me be honest with you guys. I'm going to say something that's narrative based. I don't like Kyle McCourt's face. I don't like his face. Yeah. He has you no, know what I'm fair. saying? That, like, no, seriously, that's fair. Like I always said that about Graham Mertz. I was like, I don't know if I trust his face, man. Seriously though. Especially with your especially just, with the quarterback. He, yeah, he just gives me like pasty, pasty ginger, kinda like complacent. Yeah. Kind of chunk too. I want I know we want a little extra LBs on a big ten quarterback because they take some hits, but I don't know. I just I, I do think I like Michigan a little more, and you know how how I feel about JJ. Yeah. But when you go up, when when you go Ohio State versus Michigan, the last two years, Michigan's just done really well. I mean, they've they were very close to being right there, right? So I think I'd have to go Michigan. So like, yeah, and uh, I would. It's not fair because I didn't throw these guys in there for you guys, but I would rather play Penn State twenty-two to one. Than Ohio State seven to one or Michigan eight to one to be the national champions or even to win the Big Ten because with Michigan okay you bring back fifteen starters what if JJ McCarthy isn't what we want him to be mm-hmm. I know Harbaugh's only suspended for four cupcake cupcake games but well, whatever now I thought they aren't doing that anymore did well, they pull that back like have we ever because then it was like it wasn't approved but it's happening and it he's not getting suspended and it doesn't even matter whatsoever but here's the thing they travel to Happy Valley to Penn State on the road Penn State gets Michigan at home. A few weeks later, they get Ohio State. They host Ohio State this year, but Ohio State's lost to Michigan two straight years. You know the pressure. What if they split with each other? And like with Ohio State, if they get tripped up, it'd probably be because of the defense or maybe, you know, uh, Kyle McCord's not that guy. But with Penn State, I think we talked about this last night. I think the running back room with Singleton, I think the running back room is just as good, and Catron Allen as well, uh, as Michigan's with Corum and Edwards. I think they upgrade at quarterback with Drew Aller. The defense is absolutely loaded, and they get Chop Robinson from Maryland, who had five and a half sacks in the Big Ten last year. And you look at the schedule this season, 
And again, like they get Iowa out of the West, winnable. They win that game. They're favored. They play Ohio State on the road, but it's a little bit of a rebuild year for Ohio State. And then they get Michigan at home. So I'd rather take the 22 to 1 price with Penn State. I think they have just as much talent as Ohio State and Michigan. And I don't think the market's recognizing that. Yeah. I mean, and I think my a dark horse for me in that conference, and we talked about this a little bit, and not to not to go to the college football playoff or anything, but I really like Wisconsin, man. Yeah. You have Braylon Allen, you have Ches Malusi, and you add T- uh, Tanner Mordecai, who we love. Uh, defense is going to be really good again. They're going to be able to run the ball because that's what Wisconsin does. If If Tanner is the missing link, I think that this team could compete, and I don't think anybody's really thinking about him much with Luke Fickle at the helm. Yeah, I like Wisconsin a lot this year. I went over on the win total. What if they do sneak into the college football playoff? Because, I mean, I think their floor this season, I mean, I know a lot of people are expecting them to win nine games. They didn't have a very good spring game, and Tanner did throw four picks, but he's learning a new offense. It is a new offense. Um, Like you said, you do bring back Braylon Allen. It's not your typical Wisconsin defensive line, but they still do have a bunch of experience. Their toughest road games this season, Washington State, Illinois, and Minnesota. They're most likely favored in all three of those games. They get Ohio State at home in Madison. The week after Ohio State plays Penn State, perfect letdown spot right there. I mean, yeah. and then they get Iowa. Obviously going to be a huge, huge game. But um, And that's I at see Camp them, Randall, too. I, I could see them finishing 11-1, and one, and then that might get them into the playoff. I mean, we've got to see what happens in the Pac-12. We haven't talked about those teams. I think the problem in the Pac-12, like if any of those teams get knocked off or don't live up to the expectations, for Oregon – Kenny Dillingham's gone. What if Bo Nix doesn't look like he did last season and completes 70% of his passes again? And Dan Lanning uh, doesn't have that year-two jump that every other Oregon quarterback um, coach has had the last three times. You know, uh, USC, the back half of their schedule is absolutely loaded. What if the defense is no good again? Washington, I don't know. Washington's just so damn good. Them and Oregon State. I mean, Oregon State lost a lot, but with Washington and Michael Penix coming back and Kalen DeBoer calling the plays, the offense is perfect. I guess the concerns would be the defense. But, I mean, that conference, I could just kind of see everybody beating up on each other. That's what's going to make this year so fun. I mean, there's like eight or I have nine a, legit contenders, I'd say. Yeah, I have a dark horse not to do anything crazy, but to definitely go over their win total and surprise some people. What do you guys think about Kentucky? Because Devin Leary, before he got hurt in 2021, what he missed like half half of last year, he threw for almost 3,500 yards, 35 touchdowns. He's completing like 66% of his passing attempts. And they get Ray Davis out of Vanderbilt. He's like dual, like he can he can catch, he can run the ball. He ran for 1,000 yards last year. Yeah. The, the scheduling is really, really good. They get a bye before they play Tennessee. They get Bama right after Bama plays LSU, which, like you said, good letdown spot. I think their win total is seven. Yeah. I could see this being a nine-win team. So open six and a half. Yeah, I gave that out right away because of what you said. Devin Leary, and even like you lose Chris Rodriguez, but you bring in Ray Davis from Vandy. First four games are cupcakes. I think they start 4-0. and Yeah, I like them over six and a half wins. I love Devin Leary. You know, I'm looking up and down this list. We're looking at like, we can, there are so many teams around college football right now that just have a ton of question marks, like at quarterback to start and then all the way through. Oh, yeah. Like when you, you were talking about, I was like, wait, there's a lot more than this. We can look more, some of that on the other side, too. Oh, yeah. It's BetMGM tonight.